tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Radio. I'm your host, Ariel Kilgore, and it's, uh, that was a crazy, crazy week last week, but not only because of the game, but just because of all of the drama that we are going through from Aaron Rodgers and supposedly faking, well, he did fake you guys, his vaccine results to them resulting in a loss that they should have won, and Jordan Love making me eat my words later in this podcast, to also the Bears having an astounding comeback against the Steelers, but just couldn't pull it off. And then we got OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., who was just released after we had two episodes ago explaining to how it was probably one of the worst things that they could have ever done just to have them, knowing that the chemistry wasn't there in Cleveland. So we're back here, guys. We're about to break it all down. I hope you had an amazing weekend. Guys, it's November. We're in November, you already know what that means. It's not time to bring out Mariah Carey. We don't want her for Christmas yet. She's not here. Baby can go sit down somewhere. We still got Thanksgiving to come. I still want my food. Even though I was talking to my sister the other day and she was just like, well, you can eat at any time. No, no, you can't. Thanksgiving is specifically reserved for good food and family fun and the best football games no demand. Bump them Christmas games. We only there for ESPN and NBC and all of them. For those 30 for 30 documentaries and those E60 interviews we we don't care about none of that on christmas i just want to see why the bills haven't won in over 20 years and what it's looking like or whatever thanksgiving is the time for football and then also it's college football robert you can't tell me that november is just not the best month for football but we and then college football you guys us uh, so crazy one day i'll probably just have to do a show just on college football because if y'all didn't know today georgia got knocked for number one. They are no longer number one, but you still know that Alabama, Ohio State has now cracked the top five. It's getting crazy over there too, but let's go ahead and run these NFL scoreboards for week nine. Guys, starting Thursday, starting tomorrow, it'll be week 10. Only seven weeks left for all the teams to get it together, and I'm just going to have to throw it out there for my team. We might be making a comeback. You might be seeing us do something a little bit. Don't know how that's going to hold. Do not quote me. Might be eating my words on that, too. But on Thursday night, November 4th, we had the Jets versus the Colts, a high-scoring game. Ended with the Colts winning 45-30. to Then on Sunday, we had the Browns versus the Bengals. The Bengals being blown out for the second week in the row. 41 to the Browns to 16. The Broncos being the Cowboys in a surprise burnout too. Broncos winning 30 to 16. Texans losing to the Dolphins 17 to 9. The Falcons in a last minute attempt to beat the Saints 27 to 25. 
The Raiders losing to the Giants 23-16. to Now the Giants have the third win of the season. Might be seeing a couple turnarounds. The Patriots going off another win this week, 24-6 to to the Panthers. The Bills losing to the Jaguars 6-9. Very low scoring game, but defense heavy. The Vikings losing to the Ravens in overtime, 34-31. The Chargers winning against the Eagles, 27-24. The Packers versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs coming up with the win. Not really pretty, though, 13-7. And then you have the Cardinals versus the 49ers, 31-17. And then the Titans versus the Rams. That Sunday night game that we were all waiting for. Very, very good. Titans pulling it off 28 to 16. The Bears versus the Steelers. Bears falling short 27 to 29. Woo! You guys, that that was a lot. And it's it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get better. I am so so excited to go ahead and get into these topics that we have for today. And you know we can't talk about the Packers game without talking about not having Aaron Rodgers there. So Aaron Rodgers was exploited. Let's go ahead and put that out there, be a little scandalous. Was exploited a couple, not even a couple of weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, that he had tested positive for coronavirus. And so, you know, this wouldn't have been a problem if this man was truly vaccinated. Because, of course, we all know that when you get vaccinated, you can still get COVID. COVID can still happen to you. However, the symptoms are just not going to be as bad. In Aaron Rodgers' case, luckily they aren't, but he was never vaccinated in the first place. And he decided to take to social media, trying to explain his situation, still stand buying his comment that, hey, I was vaccinated. You know, I don't regret anything. You know, stuff happens. Well, yeah, this stuff happens and you end up putting a first-year quarterback out there to lose your game. He, Jordan Love did absolutely terrible, guys. Jordan Love went 19 for 34 out of completions over attempts, 190 yards, less than what Aaron Rodgers does every week. Only one touchdown, but one interception and a sack and a fumble for almost a loss. Just wasn't one of his best Coming out games, but what could you expect? He's only been watching from the sidelines what we thought Justin Fields was going to do as well. But Justin Fields, of course, will be a little bit better because he was prepared for that situation and he knew what he was coming into. Jordan Love, and we probably are not going to see him for a very long time, was not meant for this situation at all, resulting in their loss. And you know, Kansas City didn't, like, they weren't the best. It wasn't the best game, but it's still a comeback season for Patrick Mahomes. 20 out of 37, 166 yards, one touchdown. This game, zero interceptions, one sack. Not too bad, however, not playing against an all-the-way Kansas City Chiefs team and putting a performance like this isn't bad. Now, at least your defense held. We all knew that. The Packers defense came to play. You didn't lose that. You just lost an offense and being able to score on an easy team that's been struggling offensively for the past two weeks. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you you did your team bad. And not necessarily, you know, everybody has their opinions, especially Stephen A., who just drastically believes that this man should not only be fined, but there should be some kind of punishment. Maybe he not play a couple games, um, pay cuts and all that type of stuff. But li- listen here, and I don't, you know what, now that I'm thinking about this, it's probably not 
a good excuse. You know, the NBA is a little bit more strict when it comes to COVID vaccinations and what you're going to do. If you're not going to play, we're going to fine you. And then for every time we find you, you losing money. And then you can't play in certain states and you can't play with certain teams in those states. So we're going to find you for that too. A lot going on. It's a lot more to lose in the NBA. In the NFL, they're a little bit more lenient. You know, kind of like that. They can get away with a little bit more. So Aaron, I mean, this this you lied. From everybody that's trying to promote, especially these sports professional teams, that, hey, the vaccine is important. We don't want to get anybody hurt. And then your campaign about cancer, because cancer was initially just kind of blocked out, overshadowed because of COVID. You're trying to protect everybody. And you have a franchise quarterback, a really good quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback once he retires, not being in tune with the campaign that you are trying to portray that you're actually trying to get across into the league that you're trying to show your fans and people that look up to you that hey you know you should get the vaccine so you don't affect anybody because now what you're showing little kids and what you're kind of showing older fans and stuff you're just putting in that rooted that rooted thinking that you know what the vaccine doesn't really matter and like i just want to play this to play and since because i'm rich what are they really going to do because they need me and obviously they do after this last game so you don't want to the nfl has a decision to make do you punish a white quarterback because trust me this would have happened to any other black quarterback um it just it would have nothing everything would have been overbroad and it would have been everything just would have been crazy but since this is aaron Rodgers, we're talking about you know, white, a white successful quarterback. What do you do, especially for a team that needs him? Because you can't bring back out your freshman quarterback. You just after that performance, I, I don't know what you do. I, I mean, you can go back to the drawing board, but the drawing board is not going to help this man. This man needs some milk. You know, if Randall was here, he would give you a doctor's orders. Let's stick him on the bench for a little bit. This man needs to watch a little bit more and see how you handle really big hits, how you handle in pressure plays, how you handle blitzes. How can you call plays on the field without always trying to rely on somebody? And that's just kind of, Jordan Love doesn't know that yet. And unfortunately, they just didn't have the pick of the best quarterbacks to be able to go out there and actually produce. You know, not trying to knock him or anything, but it's just going to take a little bit more to prove that you deserve to come behind Aaron Rodgers once he does decide to retire. And would this be a retiring moment? You know, Drew Brees had his with his little comments when it came to racism and then ultimately the thing of him leaving was his injury. But is this also a career ending move when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? Then speaking of the Packers, they are one of the top three choices that OBJ is looking to go to. That's right. Odo Beckham Jr. was released a couple of days ago from the Browns. Now a free agent deciding where he should go. And of course, there are some rumors that he might be going to Baltimore. I think that would be a poor decision. I would I don't think he would actually do well in Baltimore. I don't think um the franchise nor does that team actually fit the athleticism and what he can do and actually trying to build back up in his career. But besides the Packers, there are also talks of the Chiefs and then maybe seeing him an NFC South player with the Saints. I'm not too mad about the decision with the Saints. I can definitely see it. And with Jameis Winston out, they need more reliable players that are going to help Simeon get down the field. And Odell Beckham is just the person to do that. With the Packers, I mean, 
ah, that's that's a little that's a little tricky. Besides having Mercedes Lewis and Jones, those aren't too bad. And Devontae Adams there, you really do have a good team. You have a tight end, you have your running backs, you have a good wide receiver. I don't think adding them is bad, but Green Bay Packers just their running game is more substantial and greater than having a right receiver. But it wouldn't be bad having a person be down the field like that, having a wide receiver that's able to run those routes and make himself free and clear that knows the game, a veteran wide receiver at that for the Packers offense. However, I feel like the situation between Aaron Rodgers and Odo Becker Jr. wouldn't it would kind of resemble a same, not really like hate-love relationship, just like how he has with his old quarterback, but it would kind of be on Aaron Rodgers to actually trust his man down the field because Aaron Rodgers is known to make those long Hail Mary throws. And ultimately, those are the type of throws that help him win the game and essentially what he is kind of known for. However, right now, he needs quick route runners. And with that, Otto Beckham right now, I feel like he's still trying to prove who he is by doing by going out of his way, by doing what he's used to do. And if he keeps that up with his same attitude, I just feel like it will be a repeating situation. And he needs to go somewhere where he can kind of control it his way in the offense and kind of just talk to a younger quarterback like Simeon. I'd be like, hey, this is how we're going to kind of do it. I can help you and I can teach you, but you got to let me do it just a little bit. That's going to help me, not in a selfish way, but just to kind of control his situation a little bit. And I don't feel like he would be able to do that with the Packers. With the Chiefs, I don't see him there either. I just feel like the Saints are his best option. However, I'm so glad that the Browns decided to let him go because it would have done him no favors to still sit there in that mental capacity and feel that way, nor not being used by his team just to be there as a doll. Like, Odell Beckham is not there to look pretty. He is there to score those touchdowns, to make sure that you have at least an eligible receiver anywhere that you need him, and to be dependable, because that's what we know OBJ is. He's very dependable. He's very capable. One Still, to me, top 10 receivers that we have of all time in the NFL. You have to be able to use him. You have to be able to trust him, and going somewhere else right now is going to be the best for him. Now, essentially... I think it would just come down to the Browns proving, and they have kind of done it this season with him only playing at most in two games, that they are capable to survive without him. So at this point, let him leave and let him go to the Saints because that's his best choice so far. We get to get into my favorite part. I love these like these reporting subjects now, these little segments that we do here on Pulse Radio, because it gives y'all kind of an insider opinion and thoughts, you know, probably to come back and forth with me, get inside my mind about how I feel about everything that's going on. And so let's let's start. I gave it a little bit earlier with Eat My Words. We're starting with Jordan Love. Last week, I thought potentially he would be part of those top six willing, achieving most improved players that was coming into the NFL because we have six quarterbacks come in 
and some of the most of the best teams got to have their pick and of course you can see that Trevor Lawrence isn't doing as bad as we thought he was going to do the season you know they're coming back and winning a couple of games is I still believe that Urban Myers needs to go he does not belong in the NFL they need a new coach however he is still not looking back and getting back to that number one quarterback spot why we chose him and Justin Fields is also proving that he is improving every single time he touches that field however Jordan Love, man, that that was just such a big disappointment. Just seeing the arm strength and reviewing his combine skills and his ratings, you would just think he would be top ranked. And he did terrible for his first performance, including that he's a rookie and including that this was a tough situation to go to. I'm still going to have to give him a C because he just looked like a chicken trying to cross the road. This man could not get to the other side. He was flailing everywhere. He wasn't really sure of what to do, running the ball a lot, not trusting his instincts, and that's what you have to do as a quarterback. You have to be able to trust your instincts, even if you don't know that you're going to be the best in this situation. He lacked confidence in this game, and not showing that, hey, you know what, I messed up, but I'm going to get back out here again just in case my quarterback's not going to be out here for a while. You didn't show that at the end. And so I don't know if I can trust you. And I don't know if I can see that you'll still remain in the same confidence that you didn't have in this last game. So he's definitely going to get a C- minus for me. Justin Fields is going to have to get a B-. minus. And I only said it just, of course, he's improving on being decisive in the game. He's improving of, you know what, maybe I can't throw this this long. Maybe I have to do a short route pass, or maybe I just have to get it in there. His accuracy is definitely about to go through the roof. Justin Fields is going to be one of those top quarterbacks in two or three years. You know, bringing up in how Lamar Jackson came in, he was on fire, kept growing, kept growing, and now he's doing exceptionally great besides, you know, the stalling and the choking. But Lamar Jackson is still one of the greatest black quarterbacks that we have right now. However, Justin Fields did show in a couple of series, just a little bit of plays, that he is always trying to do so much. And I need you to tone it down, sir. It doesn't take a lot for you to throw that ball. It doesn't take a lot for you to always make the decisions that are a little selfish. You have to be able to read the plays and see the field. You are taller than most quarterbacks in this lead, and you are definitely bigger. If you need to run, run. But you need to assess the situation of how can I make plays off the spot if I'm not standing still? Some of your plays were selfish. I need you to get in your head that I don't have to do the most to be the great quarterback. I just need to be able how to read my offense, how to read my team, and how to get it together for myself. That's why I have to give him a B minus. Zach Wilson, man, you're coming up. <laughs> I think I gave you a C last week. You're to a B minus two. Still a little bit confused on what you need to do as a quarterback, kind of still learning, but you're getting it together with your team at least, and at least you're taking suggestions and you're improving each time. You're not always trying to do it yourself, how Justin Fields kind of needs to learn. So in that case, I can definitely give you a B-. minus. Mac Jones is consistently proving to me that he is going to be an even better quarterback following this next year and the season of 2022-2023. This man is exceptional going against teams and making unbelievable passes and throws that now Bill, Bill Belichick, a tongue twister, guys, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. You, <laughs> he's just consistently improving. And for that, and I hope you guys, I'm, I'm not being biased. I'm not being biased like how I'm about to be in this Titans game 
Um, I feel really biased. I just don't think they deserve that. And how y'all know how I feel about Derek Carr and how they just suffered their first loss. But you know, that's none of my business. We're not here for the hate right now. We're gonna stick to our topics. But for Mac Jones, I definitely see the improvement and I definitely see him getting better. I'm gonna have to give him an A. And I think this is my first A ever. And not not no like not an A plus. I would never give that to that man. I can't. He's too young for that. <laughs> and no A minus, but just the A. It was it was really he's truly growing in his performance. And I'm not gonna knock him for that. Trevor Lawrence coming off of a really low scoring win was not bad. I per- like I say, I personally think and for my rating, I give him a B plus. It's not him. It's his coaching staff and what he has to deal with. And he's literally working with a terrible all-rookie team. They had the worst <laughs> record last year. And plus, everybody somewhat on that offense, especially in their defense, is new. Definitely has weapons, just need the right coaching system. And luckily, they were able to pull this out on a last-minute field goal. However, it's until that coaching situation changes, I don't see him improving on the skills. And hopefully, he doesn't lose who he is or what he has in him during the rest of this season. So, uh, yeah, that's that was my rookie report. I think, um, uh, think I kind of mixed them. If I did, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. That was my rookie report on Eat My Words. Of course, I think I was talking about how Jordan Love sucked so bad, sucked so bad it made my eyes hurt. It's changing the game for a couple minutes watching him play. And also have to eat my words on Justin Fields. I Like I said, I saw a lot of selfishness and just trying to be that number one quarterback. And you don't have to be right now. You just got here. It's an amazing that you were able to get into that new position that Andy Dalton had because of the injury. And, you know, I wish for a speedy recovery for him. But you are still in the learning process, my guy. You don't have to be number one right now. You don't have to be the best that you can be. It takes time to do that. You are not that history quarterback right now that's going, when he first came out the draft, that man was fired. It's not you. And that's cool. You're going to have to learn to share the ball and read the field. If he definitely would have read the field in this last game, they definitely would have beat the Steelers because that was an amazing game, a great comeback game. Just too much in his head. And the Titans, man. This Titans blowout game bothers me. For real that they was going to lose. The, they won, and not in even overtime. They're proving that they can be a team that can beat in the final minutes of the fourth quarter and won't take them until the overtime to decide their fate. And that's improvement by itself. Y'all know I'm still a Titans hater, though. Just really don't like the situation that they got one of the best wide receivers in the league. Top two and eight two. Honestly, I don't think Julio Jones is number two right now. However... The Titans are becoming a little dangerous. Just a little serious right now. Holding that second rating, that second rank in their division. Hopefully going for first. Because after this loss with the Packers, is looking a little tight. And if they take the lead in their division, this is definitely going to change the perception of what's going on in playoffs. I just, I'm not excited for it. <laughs> I'm eating my words. I've been eating my words really, really really badly for the past couple of weeks and I I hate being wrong I really do but you know what I'm not going to be wrong on my next predictions for you my words because I I think that I'm here if y'all could see me I'm pointing like I'm I'm here like I know it like that emoji where it's just I got you y'all ready 
Patrick Mahomes is in comeback season. He definitely is. Now, let's look at the next two games that the Chiefs will be playing. So, coming up this Sunday, they play the Raiders. Raiders just coming off a loss. Still, offensively, they're going to be good with Derek Carr, not really losing as many players to the injury list. We'll see as they continue to put that out. However, this is going to be a defensive-heavy game. And defensive-wise, the Chiefs haven't been all the way there from since week four. I give it week five at the most. But with the newfound confidence of Patrick Mahomes and a lot of rumors and a lot of just stuff going on about maybe we need to find a new quarterback for most of these teams or trading for quarterbacks for most of these teams, every quarterback is locked in to try to keep their spot. And I feel like they come out of that with a close game. And then after that week, they will play the Cowboys, who are looking a little lost with Dak Prescott back. They lose him and they win, and then he comes back and is like, whoa, why is, what is going on? That can also maybe be a game of the week that would be coming up at 425. I, I would definitely love to see them battle it out. It's not looking, it's like a 50-50 with the Chiefs. And with Patrick Mahomes, like I said, his newfound confidence and his team improving every single week and what they could do. And if, if this trade goes through with OBJ, it might be a little successful for them. I definitely wouldn't be mad at it. To that point, and leading on to my second bullet, the Titans did blow out the Rams. Not the prettiest of games, but also we didn't see Von Miller play. And so in these next coming games, when they do decide to bring Von Miller out, I think the Rams are going to be more powerful than what they show in the Titans. It was just like how they said it was just one of those off games. It just wasn't one of the games that were going to be the spotlight for the Rams. Everybody has to lose some time. It just they weren't the champions. You know, that song is playing in my head, guys. I just I, that song has been there. Um, but with Von Miller coming back, if they do get him in this next game or the game after, I think the Rams will kind of go back on their unstoppable mode, being that surprising, beautifully knit team that nobody thought was going to have this record. You can't tell me that when the Rams came in during this season that they were going to be exceptional and be undefeated for at least the first four games. That's un that's unheard of. I, I didn't know the Rams were going to do that. Now, adding Von Miller, you definitely have your chances. And I'm kind of rushing because I want to go – to this next point, which is quite surprising. So we saw that the Saints beat, beat, beat the Buccaneers the week before they had to play the Falcons. And now, I mean, the Buccaneers and the Saints, that's that's a cute, that's like cute. The Falcons and the Saints, that's a robbery. That is a robbery. Bump the Falcons and the Panthers. The Falcons and the Saints is a robbery. Deep down in the blood of a Dirty Birds fan. So to see them now, they're now 4-4, four and four, beating them in a last-minute cool field goal, probably one of the clutchest kickers since we had from Matt Bryant, 27-25. to Now, listen here, we did blow a lead, and it just it, I was watching the game. I was watching the game, and I was like, this is too, this is too good to be true. Now that it's doing Super Bowl numbers, and we're up. We're up, like... <laughs> We're up in the 20s, looking a little low in there at halftime, and here we go. Just I was like, ah, this is the Falcons I'm used to blowing the lead. Still coming out with it on the, on top of them beating the Buccaneers last week. So now the Falcons have proved the impossible just a little bit by beating the Saints, now doing 4-4. Four and, four. and this now representing a flip 
end their season. So, the Falcons play the Cowboys next. And it's not really... <laughs> kind of a kind of a bittersweet moment they get to face their old coach now the defensive coach for the Cowboys Dan Quinn who supposedly the Falcons now have one of the best offensive coordinators to hit the game with with the minor exceptions and the minor opinions and the minor biases that came from the Titans Arthur Smith so you leave your defensive coach to get a nice offensive coach to now beat the Saints and your record go to four and four, and now to come back at the Cowboys, who just added back Dak Prescott, who is also another great black quarterback, off of a loss of him coming back. You're kind of in a good situation. You don't know how Dak is going to perform if he performs in this next game because they started exercising, you know, not really the right, but just a decision not to play because it is a long season, and Matt Ryan has had no breaks besides his bye week. It's going to be what the Falcons necessarily have to do is make sure that their offense is tight, that they're not dropping balls, that Kyle Pitts is able to be a weapon out there. Hopefully, we get Ridley back if Ridley decides to come off his mental health break. And I personally now, you know, I I believe mental health is good. I do. I'm not going to cancel that out. But in a situation now, I don't want to see you come back after we had our problems and some losing streaks and we just were getting it together for you to be like, oh, they beat the Saints. Now we have a chance. That's some Julio energy. I don't need that. I don't need you to be like, oh, they're actually doing pretty good. When you're a Falcons fan, you have your ups and downs. And when you're a player, you have your ups and downs. Listen, you knew when you came into this team, we're getting a new coach. We're getting new offensive weapons. Our defense isn't really the best. But we're trying. And for you not to want to be in and out when you want to play, that ain't going to work. And if I don't want to trade you, I don't want to lose you. But you have to decide if you're going to be with this team or not because not mentally checking out because the team is not going your way isn't the isn't what you need to do, isn't the best decision on your character. Because, of course, you know, we don't blame Julio Jones for leaving. But how you live, how your character stands, we don't support that. It's all about character and how you play in this NFL. So. Along with my new predictions <laughs> for Eat My Words, I feel like this game is going to come down to the wire. I'm not going to jinx it. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite way and say the Falcons are going to lose in a close game, and hopefully I eat my words. But you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave I'm gonna leave it you know, to the game with the broadcasters, and you know, I'm going to leave it to the team to figure it out. I'll just be sitting in my room hoping <laughs> for the best. But, you guys, that is all from me here on post radio today i hope you guys enjoyed it because this this week was just who this week was who a lot um if you want to check us more out you know if you want to see randall you miss randall like how i miss randall please 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 go support him and support me sometimes on ColorCast at randall barnes and at ariel kilgore also, don't forget to follow Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can also follow me and put my butt in the hot seat on Twitter at askriri underscore underscore or on Instagram at A-R-I dot underscore E-L-L-E. And we will see you guys next week for week 10.